Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, your host and chief monkey, and this is the Wall Street Oasis podcast. Join me as I talk to some of the community's most successful and inspirational members to gain valuable insight into different career paths and life in general. Let's get to it. Another interesting chat with the WSO interns. If you're interested in applying to the internship, please check out the show notes. There's a link right there. Enjoy. We can start it up now. Um, I see some familiar names. Hey, Paul, uh, Hari, Ishpreet, Minaz, Nabil, of course, is on because he has to be on. I'm just kidding. Uh, Paul, Juan, Rachel, Haitane, again, Hevion. Yihan and Mahi, and then we've got a couple more coming in right now. Ahmed and Mumima. How's everyone doing? Hey, Zoe. Pretty good. Um, I have a quick question, actually. Shoot. So I believe I start, I put my start date as like August 1st because I'm doing an internship right now and a part-time one as well. Yep. Um, so do I just kind of chill in the slack until then, or how does that work? Because I'm, I'm yeah, looking to do this over the fall type of thing yeah yeah you can just start in august uh if you're added to the group you can just kind of see who's in there the types of questions coming in if you want to check it out beforehand all the resources are pinned to the top of the slack if you want to we'll, we'll send you an email before your start date like a couple days before but if you want to start looking over some of that stuff prior feel free or fine for you to just focus on your current internship and then just you know get ramped one in august yeah. By the way, I love the podcast. I listen to it like every day before I go to the gym or on my oh, way in back thanks. to the gym. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. We've done a lot of episodes now. It's like crazy. Almost 200. <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, we've got to do more. We haven't been doing as many. Um, yeah. Trying. I've been looking for recent uploads and I can't find any. So uh, I got to do gonna more. Press you on that. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing more. We've been doing more of these. Um, I've, I've actually been uploading these calls because it's, they're kind of similar type of career-oriented advice and stuff. Where are you located right now? Um, I'm from San Francisco, so I'm doing my internship here. But next summer, I'll be in New York, so I'm pretty amped. Nice. What school? Uh, Purdue. Nice. Okay. Very cool. What are you doing in New York? What's your internship? Uh, S&T. So oh, nice. uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. Congrats on landing that. I'm not paying attention to it. It's, it's really shocking because I did like no networking or anything and just got the super day and got the offer. So really crazy. Yeah. Especially from like Purdue. From Purdue. Like, that's impressive. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's very cool. Um, maybe they know something you don't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, tons of people flowing in now. They, they're getting much larger. Um, Sorry about all the, I don't know if you guys can hear those beeps of people joining, but um, so we can start out just basically uh, usually do, are there, is there somebody, um, anybody that has questions um, around the ship in particular? Let me change the view so I can people and see who's talking. There we go. And sorry if you hear kids screaming in the background too, that's probably mine. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, uh, any questions specifically around the internship just to get, get started? We got about uh, almost 30 people on the call now. Anything there? Uh, I had one question about the internship. Yeah, go ahead, Camille. So you have to dedicate at least 15 hours per week for the internship. That's correct? I need yeah, correct. Uh, Nabil, do you want to talk about like the, the hours and the, the requirements? Yeah, so it's 15 hours every week uh, mm -hmm. for a total of 175 hours over 12 weeks. So yeah. would it be possible? So my question was, 
would it be possible like one week to do 10 hours, another week to do 20 hours so that it adds up to 175 overall? Or do we need yeah. at least 15 hours a week? Oh, no, you could do that. Uh, we'd mm-hmm. like it if you'd have 15 every every week. But then if you can't, right. just let me know in advance. Yeah, so we'll probably uh, let that yeah, go. J- just it's for fine. this week, I just have some... Like, for example, I'm here over in Canada. Like, we have, right. for example, the July 1st celebrations yeah. today. Um, uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, like, this week, I don't think I'll be able to meet that those 15 hours. But for the following week, I'll, like, set aside more hours for the internship, right? Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Thank you. No worries. Yeah, also for the same thing, uh, it happened with me too. I kind of skipped through the week for this week. I have, like, five, six hours. Could I complete it next week? Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. You can yeah, cool. you can just carry over the hours you haven't done this week over to next week and then complete it, no problem. Yeah, and uh, Doe was asking, can you compress the hours to finish early? Yes, the, you can. If you need to speed through it to get to another internship, you can do that as well. So that's that's an option as well. You can speed through it. But you just you know keep in mind, you know, if it's super low quality and the articles aren't coming through, they're not going to get approved. So you're trying to rush through it. Um, and do a ton of hours early, and you're in the quality of work suffering. Then it's gonna just end up dragging the thing out longer than you than you want to. Sorry about that, guys. I got a lot of screaming kids in the background, but uh, we'll keep going. Um. So anybody, uh, let's see. Uh, Yi Han said I just sent a message on Slack regarding my article status. Um. Oh yeah, I just I just put your name back. I don't know what happened there. But you your name back, change the status. Yeah, yeah, it's fine now. We got your name back, Ihan. Um, hey, Biang is asked, do we have regular meetings? Yes, Biang. We typically have a meeting every Friday um, like this uh, where we can answer questions and answer not just questions about the internship, but questions about the actual um, questions about the actual, uh, you know, career oriented questions around the interviews, recruiting and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, Tanay, go ahead. Um, I just wanted to know if there was a minimum requirement of articles that we need to submit before our internship gets over. Like, is there a number of articles that we need to get done with before the 175 hours? Yeah, 21. Like, yeah. yeah. 21 in total, yeah. And if you finish 21 before you finish your hours, um, should I well, continue? Yeah, because that's the minimum requirement, right? Got it. Perfect. Yeah, and the, the the issue is if you just try to get the rush to the twenty one, we've seen the you know, the quality suffer. So we want you to really spend the time to make sure you're getting to the length and the quality that uh, will will allow us to actually get them published. Got it. Thank you. No worries. Thanks. Um. So I haven't done too much like research into the internship since I'm starting in August, I believe. But um, I was just wondering how it's kind of structured. Can we just are we just trying to put out articles for the Wall Street Oasis website on basically anything we want? Say, like, if there's, like, a macroeconomic event, can we just write about it or something like that? Yeah, you'll see once you start, there's a whole list of uh, topics that we have kind of pre-populated with ideas. So um, it's not just a random uh, selection. You can uh, select the ones, or the topics that are most interesting to you that will help your CV the most. But yeah, it's not totally random. There's, you know, there's some method to the madness in terms of how we structured it and the types of stuff we, um, we actually selected uh, for, uh, for actual uploads. We actually have these pages ready, like on on site. They're just not published yet, so we're just waiting for that content to fill in in terms of, you know, header tags, subheaders, H3s, paragraphs, all that good stuff. So, um, you know, it's more ranked. It's more built around like what's going to be what's going to help us um, as a site and as a community. Group grow the traffic um and get get you know relevant traffic to the specific um products and services and stuff like that that'll help the the business continue to grow so it's it's like a very very long-term play for us um it's it's not one of those things where you write an article and suddenly it's like paying off and bringing you hundreds of visitors it's usually like you write an article and if you're lucky, it'll like rank in the top like 20, which means like you'll get a trickle of traffic. But if it's done really well, it'll start creeping up. And then maybe in a year, year and a half, it starts ranking in like the top three because people who are landing on that page, you realize, oh, this is a really good piece of content. And they're sticking around and Google's recognizing that. And so it's, it, it slowly helps us creep up those rankings. And suddenly it starts becoming linked to as a reference for that specific term or topic. And, and then from there, you start ranking higher and actually start bringing in 
you know, a couple of visits a day, for example, across the whole year, it actually makes a difference. Um, but yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. Still letting in people. We're up to 37. I don't know if it's a record, but uh, it's definitely getting up there. Bennett, you have a question. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, hi. Um, so I'm starting my internship today, and I just had uh, a question about so something on the guide which said that if I do need to take a break, I can take a break. And I just wanted to ask that um, regarding, so I have, say, 12 weeks, and I have two exams in between these 12 weeks where I will need, say, at least a one-week gap. So I'll have to take, say, one week in July and then one week in September. So okay. is that possible to break it like that? Yes. Totally. Absolutely. Just give okay. Nabila a heads up. So we have that kind of documented and then we can, that's fine. I don't think, I don't think that's an issue. Okay. That's why we have those two kind of, we have that two week kind of flexibility built in. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so okay. much. It usually tends to be more of an issue during the school year because people are actually doing this with classes sometimes and it's much harder for them to, to do that. So that's yeah. where there's, where it's harder. But if you have exams over the summer, for sure. Yeah. Um, Ahmad, you have a question? Yes, I do. Um, is the internship based on the amount of articles that we write, or is it based on the timing? Or can I can I span twenty one articles to a span of like uh, more than twelve weeks, or not, or less even? Or do we have to make it synchronized between the articles and the timing? Good question. Uh, so I think the confusion is around like the timing. You can compress it but you, can, you shouldn't be extending it past the, the, the 12 weeks or the 14 weeks if you have a two-week grace period like Bennett was just requesting. So that's the maximum length. The minimum number, minimum number of articles is 21, and the minimum number of hours is 175. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Emmett, go ahead. Hi, Patrick. Uh, Hi. I actually think I might have skipped a few people, so I'm happy if you want to um, I don't even know who's raising their hands first. Did Madav get it? Was he ahead of you? I think so, yeah. I think I was the Go last ahead. in the queue. Go ahead, Madav. Uh, hi, uh, Patrick. Um, I just graduated high school and uh, I'll be attending college in August. So I'm starting my internship like tomorrow and I applied late too. So what would you suggest I do? Because I started, I start college in like midway through August um it, what you should you do in the sense of like uh, like timing wise like uh, there's no way i get uh 15 and there's no way it's 15 weeks between now and august and uh i'm playing i'm also playing tennis in college so i won't have any time to yeah i mean you could make it like a full-time role right and try to get through the 21 you have six weeks before you start you could make it more like full-time and then that would that would get you there, I think. Oh, okay, okay. So I could, I can do that, right? So I don't have to do all. I don't have to go full fifteen weeks. You don't have to go. You don't. That's the minimum. Like that's, that's the maximum. That's a maximum threshold. So you shouldn't be. It shouldn't be stretching out past that. Okay, if you gotcha. can stretch your hours. Yeah, you could do this in six weeks. It's it's a lot. Um, so if I so say I do as much as I can, I don't hit the twenty one. Like what 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 happens? Like how does that work? Like, uh, you'd be getting the free courses as you go along. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay, so it's just like, like proportionate to how much you do. Yeah, exactly. Because you're getting free okay. credit, you're getting the courses unlocked as you go. So it just means like if you want like some sort of certificate, a lot of people who are doing this want like a certificate at the end or something like being like successfully completed. Well, I got you. Okay. You wouldn't get that, um, but you would still unlock free courses and stuff like that. And there's still right. it still benefits right. you putting it on your resume and stuff like that. All right. All right. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. I also had one more question. So yeah. how how uh how weighted do you think this is on a resume since it's not like a paid internship and like, it's like, it's not really like a financial analyst position, but it is research. So how do you, how do you think it's weighted on it? Like how valuable do you think it is? Um, it depends on like what you're targeting. If you're targeting like investment banking and it's like a freshman summer or even before, like you, before you even start, like, I think it's a great internship for that. Okay. It's just, okay. it's just how, especially for you, like, or freshman summer or sophomore summer, even if you can't get like the banking internship, let's say you're targeting investment banking, mm -hmm. you can't get the banking internship. It's probably mm -hmm. like the next best, best thing because you can at least get like the same keywords and, and you're still, gotcha. you can review the same topics like valuation, DCF, financial modeling, Excel, all this stuff. And plus you get access to those courses, which you can also put on your CV or as like self-study. So it's like 
almost like a double whammy. It helps just flush out. It helps just get a lot of finance oriented stuff on your resume mm -hmm. when you're really mm -hmm. young. Like it is really helpful to fill it in. Yeah. So, also, I think it's, a, it's super valuable for, for somebody, especially somebody super young. All right. Yeah. As a rising freshman, that's like super, that's like super solid that you're doing this already. I think even more important than target school or anything is knowing that you want to do finance before school. Cause I only realized that like last semester, which was second semester, sophomore year, and it was a grind, but I still got something. So if you start earlier, the better for sure. Yeah. yeah it's I'm, a... I'm going, I'm going to Stern this uh, upcoming uh, fall. And I was wondering like, it's like, isn't it like super competitive for investment? So like, is that, is it a top target school? Like, how does that work? Like, yeah, it, my like, the top. Yeah, man, it's one of the top. You, you, they feed a ton of kids into Wall Street. But. Yeah, but there's also, isn't there like also like everyone there does? I yes, <laughs> yes. So it, it is competitive. <laughs> uh, so it's not like a given. Um, but I think this is a great first step for sure. Um, okay. I think, yeah, and I think especially if you can squeeze it in before you start as much as possible and then get the, some of the self-study on there. It's just going to show like, it's just going to show you're super hungry like at that okay. age like even for stern i think that's early <laughs> okay all right thank you thank you that helps a lot i mean it's crazy how how young some of these interns are now but um anyway uh well, who else do we have is i think emmett i think you are next hi patrick hey how are um you? so i'm good i'm good how are you good hang in there um so my question is it's kind of related to um you know there's been a few point um posts from goldman sachs and black sent out saying hey our summer internships for next year are open already um so which is crazy when do you think that this current interns are, bar are barely a week into their own thing um so i guess a more general question um around that so i'm uh, starting an internship it's a placement internship for 12 years for 12 months um it's in a corporate finance firm we are doing a lot of investment banking services as well mm -hmm. um so i guess but i'm only a month into it so i guess you know assuming i guess one of those internships in the summer but if i'm applying for them now how do you kind of put that on your resume when you've got the limited experience um Joe, you know, only being you know, a few weeks or a few or a month or so into your internship, um, and even Joe, you know, I guess if you wanted to put oh, this yeah. zone in this internship as well, Joe, you know, if you're have, only a week into us, have you done any? Have you done any articles with us yet? Anything? Have you gotten through anything? Uh, I've done a little bit. It's been it's been a bit hard to kind of juggle the work, but I'm 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 going to take some time. Yeah, off so I mean that's. Time it's hard because like you said it's like you're applying without much on the resume what year are you uh i mean i mean i would have um have a previous summer internship not not investment banking related no um, i mean i would no, have done a spring week um, so what i would do yeah so i wouldn't have a bunch of bullets under these internships i would have it would almost have to shift a little bit more to like ex ex maybe two bullets under each like one under the wso one one under this other corp dev one that just explains more about like what your role is less about like i did this i did that and so it's a little bit weaker um in the sense of like the bullets are weaker it's not showing you like had an impact you did all this stuff but you're still ideally like going to be able to say a lot of the self-study stuff the financial modeling stuff you're still going to be able to say like a lot of the like you're still going to be able to position yourself as a, a go-getter because you have two internships right um so i think it, there's a lot of things that look good there um, that, you know, other kids are dealing, going to be dealing with the same thing, right? They're, they've they will have just started a few weeks ago. Um, so I, I wouldn't go crazy and oversell like what you've already done. Maybe embellish a little bit. If you have, if you're on a project in the last few weeks and you did some stuff, maybe you could talk about it a little bit, um, and put, have that as one bullet and another bullet as like other things you're expected to do throughout the summer. Um, but yeah, that's not an easy position. That's where um, I'll plug our resume review service. That's where like having a, somebody like sit there for a few hours and actually <laughs> review it. Cause it depends on the, it depends exactly like what the internship is, what your role is, what exactly you're doing there and like how much should or should not embellish. Um, you got to be careful, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess it's very early days. You know, I've only um, Super early you know, days. putting out, putting, putting together some IMs and um, valuation reports and, 
you know, nothing is kind of that's good though. Gone through yes but that's good that's good as long as it's relevant work and it's like you know is your if your is your gpa the problem with all this early 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 recruiting all it does is it makes it like the traditional metrics of like gpa in school like people just have to lean on it heavier because the experience isn't even there so it's a mm -hmm. shame right it like doesn't let the it doesn't let like kids show who they are through the years right like if if junior summer was actually recruited in like early junior year it'd be so much more they'd have so much more information than what they do like now like sophomore summers like early freshman year like junior summers like early sophomore it's a joke right it's super early mm. so um that's where like bennett doing this before high, before he even goes to college is helpful because <laughs> like he's gonna hit, be hit with recruiting so early and they're gonna see that he actually had this internship that's why it's like that's one of the reasons it's super helpful for him right Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely but yeah I, I would um, i would just try to get something down there um that is you know one or two bullets probably two bullets right if one of them has to be a little bit more like what's expected your your roles like through the rest of the summer is going to be and if you're if you're having trouble doing that i mean i would ask one of the analysts or one of the full-time people like to help you like hey what could i write here that you think is reasonable you know okay okay so i guess kind of just keep it very brief and kind of you know watch your Two one-line bonus. Two one-line bonus. Don't don't have them wrap into two bullets. Um, just you know, giving a highlight of, of what you're doing, what you what you've done so far, and then what you're expected to do. Okay, great. Uh, and one other quick one. I noticed there was two new courses in the last few months um, that you put up the thirteen-week modeling or cash flow modeling. Cashflow. Yep. Um, and the the private equity process or something like that. Deals, yep. Private equity deals process course. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to ask very quickly, could you give a brief overview of them, just kind of what they entail? 13, sure, 13 week modeling, is that kind of distressed debt? Yeah, it's a little more on the distressed side. It's kind of what you'd see a precursor to like a corporate restructuring course. We're, we're in development on a corporate restructuring course. That'll almost be like a, almost like a mini course prior to doing a um, restructuring. So if you're interested in like distressed, uh, distressed they working in restructuring IB or private equity restructuring type shops where you're looking at distressed assets. Um, that's probably a good course to take. Um, and then once we have our corporate restructuring for full corporate restructuring course, I definitely recommend that the private equity deals process is much more, um, giving private equity associates and analysts, a framework of what a PE deal looks like. So it's not just LBO modeling. It's really from like, uh, when they get a SIM from a banker um, and they're trying to figure out, hey, is this a good deal or not? What is their role of like looking, uh, guiding a deal from, you know, through diligence, looking at a QOV report, building a super detailed underwriting model with cases, um, going through like a letter of intent, uh, an IOI, all the different stages of an auction process and, and buying, uh, you know, what their role would be as a private equity analyst and associate. So I think it's going to be a super popular course because people in general just love the idea of being in private equity, even though it's super competitive to get into it. So they like to learn it. Um, I think that paired with the LBO modeling course is a great way to kind of prepare yourself for a career in private equity and what you'd be doing kind of day. It gives you a really good idea, really good idea of what you'd be doing day to day. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, to the point where we actually even sourced real deal documents from the community and redacted them. So obviously they're super confidential. So we got these like huge, uh, you know, real stock purchase agreements, real letters of intent, real NDAs. And we go through the, the, the instructor goes through them and um, spends a lot of time kind of uh, drilling down on the th types of things you should be looking out for as an analyst or an associate to be to, to make sure the disaster scenario doesn't happen. Um, so pretty cool course. Uh, Mumina. Did I say that right, Mumina? Yes. Hey, Patrick. How are you? Hi. How are you? Good. Thank you. I wanted to ask at the at the end of the internship, like when when intern asks for you for letter of recommendation, would you write one? Um. Typically, we do like a completion, like su successfully completed an internship. Nabil, have we done like any sort of letter of recommendation? I think mostly it's been just people asking for completion, like completion certificate. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. usually give that, yeah. It just uh, says that you've completed uh, the internship from so-and-so date and so forth, yeah. Yeah, it might be something to be able where we could do something like, are you looking for something like on your LinkedIn or something like that to help feature it? 
like I am because because I want to apply for master. Uh, like I I want to go for for my master degree, and then they they ask for letter of rec- recommendation from your employer from your internship. Like you know employers. So that's why I was going to ask like. Yeah, I think I think we it's something we might be able to do. It's just it's tough because you're not working like day to day with. Yes, (laughs) it's hard for us to like speak too much around like, did you do good work? Yes, hopefully. Um, But like, (laughs) I don't know if it's going to be the best uh, source of of an actual rec letter. I mean, we're we're happy to do like a letter completion, all that stuff. And even maybe something, you know, uh, more or less formal on like the LinkedIn to help your your CV look. On there, I probably okay. wouldn't use this for a letter of rec on a master. I don't know, Nabil, if you disagree. I think I think it's different if you if you work through the internship and do an amazing job, and then we promote like we promote you to a paid position, which we have done, and we're promoting two more. I think in the next few weeks, um, if that happens, I think it's it's a different story because then you're more like in the day to day full time working with us. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, it makes sense. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be an option for you, but um, that's that's what I would say. Um, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Cole, do you want to ask a question since I think you've been waiting? Yeah, sure. Um, so mine's more related to the networking side of things. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a summer course, and the chapter that I just read this past week was on power and politics, and it went through networking. Um, and my question, I guess, is, through that chapter, they really emphasize networking more of not just reaching out and trying to build a connection, but reaching out with something to provide. And for a student um, or someone who really isn't yet in that industry or actively within that industry, what are some tips or maybe ideas on what, say, someone like myself could provide to someone I'm trying to network with? Yeah, it's hard as a college kid to be providing actual value to people in the field, right? Because typically, um, typically you think, God, what can I do? Like they actually have everything they need. I'm a poor college kid. I, I can't buy them anything. I can't, right? So what I would say is um, the value you're giving them, think of it this way. The value you're giving them is them feeling good about themselves by helping you. <laughs> okay, because like what you're going to be giving them is a lot of gratitude. And appreciation, I hope, when they do help you. And so like some people will say you could send them like a relevant article if it's about their specific deal or their specific groups. So for example, let's say it's uh, somebody in Lazard's restructuring group, for example, and you see that Lazard just uh, retained a big client, uh, the restructuring group just, you know, suddenly was placed on the XYZ bankruptcy. Um, and, you know, sending a quick note when you see that in the news um, is a great way to stay top of mind, see that you're reading relevant financial topics and, and, and kind of up to date, but then also kind of making them, um, you know, feel good. Be like, Hey, congratulations on this pretty exciting uh, mandate. So that's kind of like, it's not giving them a ton of value. Um, I think if you were like super deep into the research of like a specific niche, niche area or product group, and you found a really interesting article, um, that you might find relevant. So let's say the person's an investor in uh, SaaS, educational SaaS type, uh, t- SaaS technology, uh, education technology type businesses, and you read like an incredible article or you stumble upon it, that's maybe a little bit harder to find. Um, you can potentially say, hey, you probably have already seen this or maybe you've already seen this, but in, in case you hadn't, I thought yeah, it might, you might find it interesting. Hope all as well. Something like that it would be great. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, how about, uh, I think Paul, do you have a quick one since we, uh, <laughs> I want to give everybody else a chance to, yeah, sorry. That's okay. Um, I was just wondering since I'm doing like SMT next summer, but I'm interested in IB, yeah. um, how should I go about that? Like, should I try to get an off cycle thing like private equity or banking, or should I just try to get on like a good desk, like something more related, like either like high yield distressed debt credit trading because so I'm going to be on the FICC side or do you think it would be better just to try to network within the bank and try to lateral through the bank? You can network within the bank. My only concern with that is like, are the people in ST going to hear about it? Right. Um, 
it might be better to try and get that off cycle, I think would be great. It's a much better way to show your interest in banking and not get branded as the S&T person. That's your fear. Um, so it's kind of a, it's a delicate balance. I think the fact that you have a relevant internship is good. It shouldn't, having an S&T internship shouldn't stop you from being able to apply to the full IB ones. Um, it's just, it would look better, obviously, if you have a actual IB one, even if it's a tiny, even if it's at a tiny bank. Yeah, I think I'm going to love S&T as well. I just want to see as I go into the summer what what other things I can do. Because I know it is a pigeonhole, but it's a good pigeonhole where you could just become yeah. a creator. But I'm yeah. also interested in other things. That's fair. I think that's fair. Um, so, yeah, I would just try to do what you said. I think off-cycle is a great idea if you can do it. Or stack stack one next summer with a yeah. IB. Um, do you Camille. Think it's, yeah, sorry. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. Um, do you think it's still possible to get a off cycle internship at this time for fall or spring? Yeah, off cycle by definition is like unstructured. And it's just about, that's really where like putting in the legwork of building a massive network and keeping up to date with that network, really that's where it pays off. Cause then it's like, are you actually building a few, are there a few really good relationships at some tiny bank where they'll be like, okay, yeah, you can quote intern with us or like do a couple analyses for me. Here and there, I'll throw some work at you. And then it's like, it looks good on the resume. It's maybe not a ton of work for you, but it's something that can kind of signal to employers like, hey, I'm really interested in this. But that takes, that's really hard to find because there's a lot of people trying to get that. Cool. Uh, Camille. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in a little bit of a unique situation. Like I was born in America, so I'm an American citizen. Mm -hmm. but my whole life since I was like 10 years old, I've lived in Canada, right? So I'm based out of Toronto, Canada, and I'm looking to break into the corporate finance investment banking route in America. Cause I know there's a lot more opportunities mm -hmm. uh, in the States compared to here. So my question was more so related to um, the value, like how would I go about in transitioning into that field in America? Like is the, is the internship, and the GPA more important or the type of school you go to or like do they value schools in Canada or not so much like if you had any advice for me in terms of that aspect yeah they absolutely value schools in Canada I don't know where you go but like an Ivy or a, a McGill or a, there's a couple other Schulich school of business you know whatever it is right, right yeah I think if you're at one of those it's a top target um I don't know are you at one of those or not um currently not but i'm looking to pursue my mba in like shoelick or rotman like one of those ivy leagues yeah so like you know if you're not at one of those um my bigger concern is is more like you getting branded as um like making sure it's very obvious on your cv that you're a u.s citizen oh okay right that's like the number one thing on your whole thing because everything's going to be like toronto address like your your resume is going to get thrown out before they even realize you're a citizen. Mm -hmm. Right. So like you need to somehow like literally in bold at the top, like US citizen. Right, right. And then potentially even like, like I, I was also considering like maybe doing an MBA in the in the States as well. I don't like the MBA right after undergrad. That's what you're thinking. Okay. Because um, you want the experience first, right? Yeah, just, it's just such it's such a good reset, man. It's it's like it's like pulling yeah. pull in case of emergency you know, option rather than like, I don't think this is an emergency yet. Right. <laughs> you haven't even graduated, right? You're not even like, so like I, I would go the MBA route, like if you need the rebrand, but if you can break in, you know, elbow your way in. And then like, let's say you want like a reset for like to jump to a better bank or something like that. And you're not able to do it for some reason. Um, like I, yeah, like I have like banking experience in terms of not in corporate finance, but like financial advising, financial advisor, personal banking advisor and TD Canada Trust. Yep. Uh, one of the bigger banks here in Canada. Um, but like I'm trying to break in into that, like the Golden Smack, the Goldman Sachs, the JP Morgan, those yeah. kind of like big banks, corporate investment banking roles. Yeah, yeah your private wealth management right. is a million miles away from the banking, right? So, yeah, for sure. For so sure. it's like, you know, PWM is one thing. It's a good, it's a great career, but it's very different, right? So yeah, I think this internship will help maybe get you some more looks, but is your GPA high? Yeah, it's pretty okay. high. 
Your GPA is high, so that so it's going to be about like just trying to get into the interview processes. Like we we're saying, it's super early. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, just trying to break, just trying to like, cause that like I feel like they don't even like look at certain schools. Um, oh no, they're not gonna. You're not gonna get any on-campus recruiting or minimal. Or if they do come to campus, it's going to be for like middle yeah. office or back office positions. You know what I mean? Right. Just to get into that interview stage, I guess. What, that's, the like, part. that's the hardest part and that's yeah. about, like it's again it's it's about like uh it's going to be about just like making sure you're you're talking to people now like what year are you i'm so i actually transitioned like i was in health science and i switched into bachelor of commerce specializing in finance so i'm technically going into my like third year of finance third year yeah so you know it's a little late right um, do you have a okay. do you have an internship uh, a, a finance internship you said you have private wealth management right was that the so like yeah, like, it's, gonna yeah, be, yeah. it's gonna be tough man because like they're recruiting full-time right so like right. At, at this point um what i would say to you it's not it's not like oh my gosh life is over um, yeah but it's it's one of those things where it's like it's so crazy competitive and people are so mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. um that if you're from a non-target you need to like have your That's- shit together so early yeah so crazy like networking like a maniac like freshman and sophomore year (laughs) right just to have like just to be in the loop to know when the interviews are to be like hey can you get me a first round and they're like no even then it's hard to get the first round but like you know you're going into year three um with some you know good gpa good pwm internship but like i think there's other there's there's also other tracks that you should be looking at to get Mm -hmm. to banking if that's your goal and there's no harm in like going to transaction advisory services, super competitive to get into. Yeah. For that reason, because it's it's right. it's a feeder, right? Um, and so like I know you want to get to the Goldman Sachs and the JP Morgan's, but the reality is you're not at the school to get you looks and you haven't done right, right. and you haven't done the networking and the groundwork to actually get you the first round interviews. Yeah. Where like you get the first round interviews, maybe you're better than everybody else. Maybe your technicals and you're super personable and you, so your behaviorals are amazing. Your technical skills are amazing. Your financial modeling skills are off the charts, but it doesn't matter if you're mm-hmm. not even getting looks, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, so like, okay. I think what I would say is like, um, try, still apply to all these places, apply to all the bulge bracket banks, make sure it's very clear on your CV or your resume. Make sure it's a one-page resume, number one. You, I don't know if you were here the last couple of weeks when we did some resume reviews. Yeah, one-page resume. Right? Yeah, one-page. Make sure you use the WSO te- template or another one of these one-page you know, proofing templates. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, um, literally under your name, I would put bold like US citizen because you're going to have your t- Toronto address up there. And that could, yeah. a lot of people could be like, oh, throw away right away. Yeah. Okay. okay. So do that and then, like, and then, and then start okay. like, you know, start actually talking with people right now throughout the summer and then like in terms of those kind of like just one quick question i don't want to take too much time but um so i am aware that i'm late in terms of that process but is there like that's why i was looking to do my mba but i guess it's so competitive that it's like freshmen and sophomores you like is, is it possible to for example finish your undergraduate degree work a few years in certain industry in the banking industry receive your MBA and then go into what position like that? Or that's, that's too late then that's. What do you mean? Going to what type of position? Like a bank? Like in terms of the corporate banking, like uh, investment banking internships. Oh yeah. Like if you get it, but the, the key is like, you want to build a good profile such that, mm-hmm. you know, the MBA program you get into is super, is super important too. Like if there's a big yeah. difference from like the 20th ranked program and the top and the fifth ranked program in terms okay. of like how many people place into the top banks yeah a massive difference like if you're talking about like duke fuqua uh you know wharton uh, yale uh a cornell not cornell columbia like one of these Mm -hmm. you're gonna get into like a top bank if that's what you want Mm -hmm. um but if then you start talking like at a like you know some random state school mba that doesn't have as you know as good of a feeder like oh yeah we sent some kids right. to Goldman Sachs okay yeah where in Goldman Sachs so in terms of the MBA like what is important is the like is the internship more because MBA is a little bit different than like other graduate programs like is it the experience that they value more or is it the GPA or is it the combination of both like what combination combination you'll, you'll want a high to offset your non-target school you'll want a high GMAT 
So you have a high GPA, which is good. If you get a high GMAT on top of that, that's really good. Like a 700 plus minimum, I'd say. Um, If you do those two things and then you have, um, and then you show like, if you go from like TAS, then you like break into a bank and like, you know, then at that point, if you're using the MBA to like, as a brand, like upskill your branding and you write a good essay and you brand yourself. Yeah. Um, so like branding yourself, meaning like you've got it as an applicant, you don't want to be coming in as like a well-rounded person. Like, Oh, I'm strong. I'm kind of strong in a bunch of areas. You really mm-hmm. want to brand yourself as like, I'm really passionate about education technology and mm-hmm. you know, my extracurricular activities were all around education technology. My startup on the side is about education technology. My, um, my what's it called uh, my family has history and education my um my business or sorry my uh, philanthropy work on the side is, yeah. is focused on education helping education so if like you're so for example for me that was how i branded my applications yeah right uh for you you got to find your spike right and really lean into that because i think it's it makes the ad it makes the admissions committee's decision much easier when they know okay camille is this person right? He's our software, whatever guru, or he's our industrial engineer, like slash combo person, you know, whatever it is, but you got to find that and kind of lean into it and then try to build a cohesive story around like how you, how you were shaped as, you know, younger and kind of growing up with your parents, your family and through this. And so like, you want to weave this beautiful story of like, oh, and this is why the MBA is perfect. Yeah. So it's kind of like an all aspect kind of thing coming together. Yeah, it's all coming together. And that's, and like a lot of the outcomes, they want to know, like, are you really sure about MBA and why is it going to help you? And so like that allows you to really actually uh, deliver a really good answer to that. Why MBA and why now? Right. Makes sense. Okay. Thanks so much. Then you end up breaking into a higher program than you thought you could. If your application, you know what I mean? So I think, I think that would be helpful. It's okay. Okay. Thank you so much. It's barging in, no worry. Um, we can go a little bit longer. I'll take a couple more. Uh, Dua, is that how you say it? Dua or Doa? You have a uh, can you hear me with the headphones on? I hear you great. Okay, amazing. I'm a Stoa, but thank you uh, for trying to pronounce it. Um, just hopping back to the internship mm-hmm. and um, the layout for it. Mm-hmm. Um, for the uh, courses and the consist of that, uh, mainly of the references, do you guys just refer to other, or like for the reference aspect, do you just refer to other jobs or does it include like grad school or like post-secondary or more than post-secondary education? Um, when you say references, uh, oh, like uh, you're talking about like when you're writing the articles? Um, yeah, like if uh, grad school um, would ask you for references in order to get into a program of theirs, would it be... Like, would you guys be part of that? Like the reference? Oh, we can do, uh, we'll do like, we'll confirm that you had the internship. We'll do all of that stuff. Yeah. But like writing letters of recommendation, I would say only, I would say only if like you were promoted to like a, like a paid role at that point. Um, What would the references be under then? There would just be references. Like there would just be on like on your LinkedIn or connections or something. Um, Well, yeah, you can place this internship on your LinkedIn as like a, a role you had with us. Um, and then, um, you're talking about like a recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. So like we could do something where, um, people who successfully completed be like, Hey, do a great work for us. Something like that. And Nabil can help kind of just post those to your internship once it's done. Nabil, we can add that as a. Yeah. I think, I think Dua's asking about the five, uh, recommendations though. Right. Oh, the five. Oh, the, you're talking uh, about the references. Oh, yes. sorry. Okay. okay well, through me. So that you would just email. So what you do is you'd look at like specific connections I have on my LinkedIn. Yeah. You literally directly just tell me like, Hey, I'd love to chat with these five people. And then from there oh. I would go and I'd message them and say, Hey, Doa was a great intern intern. She um, helped, um, helped us write on this stuff. And, you know, it'd be great if you could carve out a few minutes. So that helps kind of just get, you know, jumpstart your networking. So you can get on more calls faster. Okay. Oh, so you get like a direct email for yeah. the yeah. that I choose. You choose. Then... Yeah. You look at who okay. I'm connected to. You're like, Hey, this person at this bank, and I can give you some advice around. It depends like what you want to break into. Mm. Um, and you can ask me like, Hey, do these people make sense? And I'll, I'll let you know or not. Okay. Um, and the course aspect of the uh, mm-hmm. uh, internship, is it like courses that you guys made or is it just 
courses. Yeah, like it's Wall Street Oasis uh, financial modeling uh, courses. Uh, any of the courses you see at the top of the site, you can click courses there. Yeah. It'll bring you to uh, the main course page and it'll show, I think there's around 30 or 40 courses in the library now. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so any of those you can choose as you kind of go through the internship. And like, what are the portions that you would like? How many hours do you finish in order to unlock those courses? Yeah, it's uh, 20, I think, Nabil, it's 20 every 25 hours, correct? Or th- and, th- and three articles. Yeah, oh, 25 hours, three articles, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, how well known, well, that's a question that I tried looking online, but mm-hmm. coming from you, it would be way better to explain. How well known is Wall Street Osis? Like how big is it and how effective uh, would it be to put on a resume? Good question. Uh, Wall Street Oasis is extremely well known. <laughs> I'd say very, basically any investment banker or private equity professional or any really finest professional who ever looked into investment banking has heard of uh, Wall Street Oasis or been on our site. We've had over, I think over 300 million u- unique people hit the site um, since the inception 16 years ago. So the site is, the brand is very well known. Um, this internship is more new, so people might be a little bit more curious around this specific internship, the finance research internship. So people might be a little more curious, like, what is that? We have had many interns in the past over the last 16 years. Um, most of them have said to us, many of them, sorry, many of them have come back to us and said, the Wall Street Oasis experience was the reason I broke it, or the Wall Street Oasis experience was what I spent 90% of my interview talking about. Really? That's amazing. Yeah. I think it's because people are curious because people see Wall Street Oasis as this fun community and sometimes a little bit crazy and trust us, it's a lot of work with the moderation um, because people are out of control sometimes. Um, But (laughs) that kind of a little bit edginess makes people curious how it works on the inside. And so oftentimes when people see Wall Street Oasis in the resume, they're like, oh, I want to talk about that because sometimes they themselves are members or they browse or read the, the content. So they wanted like, oh, what's it like on the inside? Or like, did you, what type of work did you do? And so I think it's it's cool because it allows the interview to be a little bit less like, okay, regimented. Okay, I'm gonna just grill you on technicals and more of a conversation about what you did and how you're interested in finance. Okay, that's, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Honestly, just, did you start the, or I know that you did start the company, but yeah, did you start yeah. out like investing or just like banking in general? And then you added the internship aspect of it. Um, Oh, the for the business? Yeah. Oh, I started it 16 years ago. It was mostly around investment banking uh, oriented. And the, the internship, we didn't have internships for years. Um, you know, it took a lot. It was a long, slow build for the business. So what sparked the internship idea? Uh, internship was really more, um, we feel like we finally had enough stuff to give back. In order, oh. to, in order to be able to offer something where we could, we could get a lot of value from interns helping us with writing and writing good content. And we could give a lot of value back before we couldn't really offer an unpaid internship and give enough value back. We felt like, because we didn't have these courses, but now I was like, we have like thousands of dollars worth of courses. We can give these interns, which is super relevant for them. So I was like, we can do this and give a lot of people value. And we can, we can help, you know, get together a large group of really smart people um, that can help us with our content generation and, and, and bring the quality of the content even higher. So that was, that was the goal. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, honestly, based on what you tell me right now, it's, it sounds really great. That's like an opportunity for a lot of people. Uh, last question. I don't want to take up a lot of your time, but um, breaking into finance, uh, the summary of it, like what's the, like, how does it, is it easy? Is it hard for someone that has it like as a general idea to pursue and not really like sure? Um, yeah, I think when you're starting out at that range and you're like, talking about finance in general terms, um, it's going to be really hard because you like haven't honed in on exactly what you want. Um, so I think that's like the step one. And I think that's where Wall Street Oasis really shines is like there's so much content that you can sit there for hours and hours and read entertaining but educational posts as well. So like if you start getting into the conversations, you're gonna be like, what does that mean? What does ECM mean? What does DCM mean? What does BB mean? You're gonna be like, what, what is going on here? Like it's a different language. But once you start reading those and picking up on it, and like tracking down the definitions or just clicking on the links and it brings you to a definition and you start learning about that, you'll start actually understanding the lingo more. And then you'll be like, oh, I get this. Oh, this is a really good path. This is a not so good path. Oh, look, this path is doesn't pay as much, but it's a better lifestyle. Oh, this does this way. Oh, if you like working with people, this is a better person. If you like working with just pure technical, this is a better way. And so you start really kind of getting that map in your head, right? 
such that you can make a better decision for your career. And that's really where the, the community shines. I think it's like that. Um, and it's always been like that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that basically sums that up. So. Yeah. I would, I would take advantage of the free forums as much as you can. And this internship's great. You'll learn a lot doing it. Um, and it'll get you access to free courses that'll help you as well. And that can help you decide as well. Did we put the courses on our resume that we took them or. Yeah. I would put, yeah. And then top of the Slack group, we show you exactly how to include it on your resume to make it look really good. And it would be one page. Like it wouldn't be more than that. I would keep it to one page. Yes. I would look at the WSO <laughs> resume template to show, show you an example of what it should look like. Your resume. For sure. Okay. Last question and advice for like people that are starting in the finance industry at a young age, like talking 18 years old, like I hit 18, like a week ago and I'm starting. <laughs> so I have no idea. The good news is you're young and so you have, a, you know, you have time. Um, I would say, don't think you have unlimited time and like everything's going to fall together. I think the earlier you can know what you want to do and can start honing in on that and networking and meeting people and being confident enough. I like the fact that you're confident enough to ask questions like this at that young age. If you can do that in a lot of phone calls with actual industry professionals, when you're yeah. like 18, 19, 20, and you build up your, your network, not just connection requests and them accepting it on LinkedIn, but actually getting on the phone with people and building relationships in the industry, you will undoubtedly get odd job offers through the room. Okay. Yeah. I have. And also, I think you're female. I can't. I'm, so, like, if, if you are female, there are a lot of female in finance uh, type, um, uh, type of programs that could help you as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but like, yeah, it'll be, it'll be like closer for like females to interact with each other better, but, um, for, I think, I think that's all the questions that I have. Yeah. I don't have any more. And if I do, I, you're very easy to reach, which is great. Yeah, And I'm here. We're here every Friday. So come join and ask me more questions. For sure. I will definitely do that. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you. Good to have you, Thanks. Um, uh, Abhijit, let's end with you, man. Um, I know you've been waiting. You're, you're one of our regulars, so I want to make sure I get to you. <laughs> yeah, so I was wondering about getting promoted to like paid internship, if you have to do something for that. Um, it's more going to be based around just, uh, it's mostly Nabil saying, uh, recommending you because he's reading your content and it's really good. You're highly efficient. Uh, probably you're, you're going well past the minimum, that type of stuff. Okay, cool. And also I had one more question. Mm -hmm. So from our colleges, like I've heard JP Morgan and uh, Goldman Sachs picks up for quant positions. So would it be easier to transition to, let's say, another country from those positions, like from India, or would I get stuck right there? Is it easier? So the question is, is it easier to transition to other countries? If I start like from JP Morgan in India, so can I like yes. leverage them yes. to get into you? Yes, it's much easier to transition internally. And Nabil, you can talk to this because I think you've done it or you've looked into it yourself. Yeah, yeah. one of my friends just got into Morgan Stanley and then he moved to New York like just two weeks ago, I think. So like, it's definitely possible. Like if you do a good job, they'll, they'll definitely move you to the uh, offices abroad. So you just have to just join in, do a very good job. And then, you know, you can ask for it. Basically he asked for it, so he got it, yeah. And then they give oh, you the, I don't remember which visa it was. It was the L visa or the F, I don't remember. It's the, when uh, they take care of it for you? Yeah, exactly. Everything's done and dusted. So you, you can just uh, get in. If you get in, like, that's the good thing. That's the hard part. Once you get in, it's easy to stay there for right. a couple of years, work hard. And it took him like one, one and a half years, I think, <laughs> yeah, in total. Okay, guys. Unfortunately, I got to go. I got screaming babies and kids here. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the noise, but it's time to go to the beach uh, with the kids. But we will all talk uh, next Friday. I'll be back on. Okay. So thanks everybody for joining. Thanks for your questions. And if you have more questions, you can feel free to send them to the Slack chat. I'll try to get to them uh, late tonight um, or sometime tomorrow. Thanks everybody. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, Patrick. Bye. Thank you, guys. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way. Patrick at WallStreetOasis.com. Until next time.